Voice Memos podcast with Jen and Myron. Hey, welcome to Voice Memos. I am Myron Clifton and my co-host is Jennifer. So Jennifer is a wonderful lady. She's originally from Wisconsin, now in California, flaming redhead with a beautiful big old dog named Mojito that I call Beast. She's a great sister, daughter, and a great friend. And uh, she is my co-host. Hey, Jennifer. Hello, hello. So nice that we're recording this because I get to save this and hear this over and over again, the compliments that you gave me. So I lied. <laughs> this is my friend and probably my bestest friend. I've known Myron over 20 years. He is a published author. He is an amazing writer, highly intelligent. And one thing that I can really tell you about him that stands out is how he raises his daughter, Leah. So look what the cat dragged in. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> for the viewers that the, for the listeners i'm the only, i don't go on camera because i don't want to get distracted with staring at myron but every time i log on to zoom <laughs> his little eyeballs are just hovering over the little square box of zoom. <laughs> <laughs> oh sir i can't believe it's already wednesday is it wednesday you know it is, and we were able to successfully successfully come out of Valentine's Day. Yes, with not a right? not. So you didn't? Did you get anything for your GF? I did not. Good. Like we, you know, we talked. We shared our "I love yous." I posted. We both posted online, and that was it. I mean. I don't know what else you need, right? I, I just, I don't know what else you need. I know people do the chocolate and dinners and all that kind of stuff, but it's such a phony made up day. It's incredible. It, it's a man-made holiday. That just means you, listen, I'm single. So I can say this, I was married for 19 years. I can say that if you're not expressing your love and you're only saving it for one day of the year, then what the hell are you doing? Right, right. If you just need some... You know, if you want to just have a good dinner or uh, adult relations or some chocolate, like you don't have, you don't have to save up. For the <laughs> you have to save up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was I was driving around, and you know, there's always the people on the corners selling the little teddy bears and flowers. You know, and I, and I was thinking, like, where do you buy those little teddy bears to put in those little glass cases? where you get enough of them to stand on a street corner and then turn a profit. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> right? I just see at most you're probably breaking even. Right? Like, like it may seem like, oh, you know what? We made $500 today. But then if you go, well, how much did they cost you? Even if they cost you, say, $200. You stayed outside for 12 hours, breathing in car fumes. On the side of the road. I mean. <laughs> like, I, I respect people's hustle. Like, if that's your hustle, 
more power to you, but oh man, that seems brutal. Well, and then think about the, they are known as the convenience because those are the ones that remind you that, holy shit, today's Valentine's Day. Right. (laughs) (laughs) They're like a billboard. (laughs) They're for all those spouses or girlfriends or boyfriends that are like, holy shit, it is Valentine's Day. I better, I don't have any time to go to the store. So let me, let me ask this, this uh, side of the road salesman if I can buy a teddy bear. (laughs) Yeah, but I think it's probably for like old, like maybe 16 to 23, 24 year olds who may still be wrapped up in the moment, you know? And then maybe it's like for maybe 45 to 55 who are like trying to rekindle something and apologize ahead of time for cheating. And then maybe that's about it. (laughs) I don't, my parents used to, they used to do something, you know, they always got us a little card or something. And my sister still does something for my nephews, like gives them, I don't know, maybe a little Pokemon cards or Pokemon or, you know, a little bit of chocolate or something. So I guess that's good. Remember in school though, I, you know, I was thinking about being born in the seventies. You, I remember some of the things like they had, uh, those valentines that you could write to all your classmates so the night before you would just be signing to and from to all your classmates and handing them one of those little like cards do you remember that (laughs) yes i remember specifically in i think i was in fourth grade no i was in third grade and you know you have to give one to every student but my little bag of those had extras and all the extras I made out to this girl, Michelle. Oh. And because I had a big crush on her for years, as a matter of fact. And at recess, her twin brothers who were in sixth grade were not very happy about it. (laughs) Really? (laughs) (laughs) Because you gave her the remaining of them? Is that what you gave her? I gave her too many. Oh. And they were like, why did you give our sister all these Valentines? And being a little third grade twerp, I was like, I don't even like her. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I can't, I, yeah, I am. I'm glad that holiday's over. Uh, it's, it's just one of those, I don't know. It's one of those man-made ones that I've never really yeah. appreciated or valued. It's just a way for capitalism to take hold, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It just, it just, it doesn't hold anything. I, I was with my, um, my daughter and her friend, because they were doing uh, big girl things at the salon, like doing face and eyelash kind of things. And they, uh, when I picked them up, they had gotten cupcakes for, for the three of us to have for Valentine's Day. So I thought that was really nice. That was, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you do a lot for those kids. So yes, it, it involved them spending their money to buy me a cupcake so that was like oh this is good (laughs) (laughs) this is what this holiday is about (laughs) yes yes so so what you been what's your workout been lately oh you know I put together a really good program that I think we're going to put into into next month as well but it's a lot of of course as always four days a week of weight training 
three days of cardio, and then I try to walk. I don't get to walk on Tuesdays, but most of the time I get to go walking outside at night after I'm working all day because I work out in the morning, 445. Um, just a lot of good sort of lower body with upper body all oh, nice. you know, spread out through the four days. And then when I do my cardio, it's orange theory. So they incorporate some of the other things so I can hit muscle groups twice. But my it was great today because my original trainer who lived in Sacramento, he moved to Texas. He got a job um, with Southwest. So him and his family moved to, to Texas. Oh God. Um, and no, thank you. And so we were working out this morning and he was there, he was coming to visit family. So it was a really great treat to, um, to talk to him and see him. And then he's like, Hey, when you're doing your workouts, don't forget to incorporate this. So it was nice. He, acknowledge my programming for being really good and all of that. So just constantly moving my body. I was thinking today on my walk, I was like, there's a point of me at, at some point where I don't know if I'm in denial of getting old, older, or if, um, I'm just working my body too hard. Like, you know, I was like walking mm -hmm. and I thought, man, I'm, I feel a little achy, like a little tired. And then you know, the one per the one little angel on my shoulder just says, Oh, Jen, it's because, you know, you need to take a rest. You're working out too much. And then the devil's mm. like, listen, bitch, you're going to be 52. Calm the fuck down. You know, so it's like, I don't, I don't know which one to listen to. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Hey, so yeah, you know, I, I was walking a few miles a day before those big, those big uh, thunderstorms stopped, started. Oh, and, oh, like a month ago? Or yeah. Months. Yeah. And I just, and then you know how that moment comes and you just stop because like it was raining too much. I thought, well, I don't want to walk. And then it's now, now it's a month later. <laughs> so yes. now it's getting nicer though. <sighs> it wanna... is. And I'm happy about it. Okay. Well, I mean, it moving is so good. It mentally helps me. I like to walk after working all day because, you know, you sit at the computer and I don't want to get up, go to my living room and sit down and watch TV. So it makes me feel better moving like that and having to like, at least, at least it justifies me watching, you know, two or two hours of TV before I go to bed. Yes. Yeah, so speaking of TV, what are you watching? Um, okay. So I cannot get enough of shrinking as I talked about last week. Oh, it is. Yes. yes. Okay. You have you been watching it? I have not. I have okay. not started yet, but I will. I, I, I checked out just a little bit of the episode. I thought, okay, I do want to watch this, but I got a couple of things to finish, but I am going to get into that. Yeah. It's chef's kiss. So I just, I am loving every minute of that. Of course, of course, truth be told, you know, your honor is really so good we got um um the servant mayor of kingstown uh the good doctor on abc the resident um what else did i just start i think oh poker face so the oh yes yeah i like it okay so it's one of those shows that she, you know, for, for everybody listening, of course it is, she can, she's a human lie detector. So she can tell when you're lying and when you're not. And so she worked at a casino and got into some trouble and then she's on the run and every episode she comes into contact with somebody that's murdered and she sort of puts all the pieces together 
and then ah. leaves town because she's being chased. So she's being chased by somebody from the first episode. So she has to leave. And of course, coincidentally, every time she goes into a new place to do a job to earn some money, somebody dies around her. So although it's kind of corny on that level, it's just really good. It's fun to watch. It's she, uh, She's a good actor. She's so good. Yeah, I was, was going to look up her name. Hair. Yes. Mm-hmm. What is her uh, name? She, she was in that... Um, Orange is the New Black. Yes. And that show, she has a show on Netflix where she kept dying and trying to figure out what went wrong in that day. What? Yeah, that's really good. This is a curly-haired lady, right? Um. Yes, I'm trying to think of her name. I'm going to have okay. to look it up because that's going to uh, be freaking No, I got it. I'm looking it up right now. Her name is Natasha Leon. Yes, Leon. She is, uh, or Lion, it could be. You could be thinking she's French, but okay. Um, yes. It's L-Y-O-N-N-E. So it's either Leon or it's Lion. <laughs> like whatever. <laughs> I don't know what Myron just said, but. <laughs> oh, she was it. It's called, look, the, the Netflix one is called Russian Doll. Oh. I can't believe you didn't watch that. It is so good. Is it really? Yes. And. She's like, she's her. So she's a party hard. I think she's in New York City. And she gets killed and wakes up. And it's sort of like a really weird kind of groundhog day. She has to figure out, like, what the fuck happened and how did she die? What the hell? Yeah, and she keeps dying. She keeps dying over and over as she's trying to figure out. But it is so good. And is it a series, like a yeah, limited yeah. series, or will there be a season two? I think there were two seasons, and it was um, in 2019. I don't think there'll be a third, but it's it's really good. Wow. Okay. So 2019. You know what? I Sometimes I think to myself, that's just too many years that have gone by to watch that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do that. I do that when I'm looking for horror movies. If it says, like, 2000. <laughs> Excuse me, 2004, 2000. I'm sorry, they didn't even have iPhones. I ain't, I ain't interested in that. <laughs> remember, like, speaking of iPhones, I know we'll get back to the TV shows, but remember, Myron and I met because we worked at a company uh, together called Vario, and that was an internet company. We sold web hosting. And then Myron started working at Verizon in 2001, I think it was, right? 2001? I think so. Yeah, because I got I got hired in 2002 and literally there was probably two phones at that moment. And we had I'll I'll never forget. And some that listen like Danielle that listens will probably remember this, that it was the Blackberry, um, the storm that came out and we had the call center with umbrellas and a whole bunch of (laughs) That's when text messaging just started. So yeah, I'm not watching anything on TV that is prior to like even 2010 is just too right for me to watch. You know what? Um, my daughter and I were watching Armageddon Day, and it's in the 90s, and it's that movie with uh, Bruce Willis and a bunch of other stars, and they go into space. It was just called Armageddon, not Armageddon Day. All right. And they try to stop this asteroid from uh, crashing, blowing, crashing in Earth and just ending life, right? Okay. And as they're um, gathering all the people who are going to go on this spaceship, they decided that they needed um, a hacker 
I don't know why, but you know, it was the nineties. They needed a hacker and they got this hacker who was a, um, I think he was supposed to be a teenager, but he was probably more like a college kid. And so they, they get him because they want to hack. I don't know. It, it was stupid. It's a stupid plot, but it's a fun action movie. But anyway, so they raid this hacker's bedroom. He's living with his parents. And, you know, they, they're taking him to this um, command center and everything. And they meet on the deck of this um, aircraft carrier because that's where they're going to be in case the asteroids actually hit the planet. And as he gets off the hel helicopter, the main scientist who is in charge of the mission, the military brings him to, that, to the main scientist. The main scientist is like, this is the hacker because he looks so young and dorky. And the kid grabs the um, the sign, the chief scientist phone. He had a, he had a mobile phone. It was like a flip phone. He grabs it. He touches a few buttons on the phone. He hands it back and he says, "You now have free long distance for life." Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> So, yeah. so to represent how great a hacker he was, he gave a free loan. <laughs> <laughs> and like a mic drop moment. Like, here's what I did for you because I'm so smart. <laughs> oh. Yes, that one crappy little telephone. Man, when I, when I rewatched that and saw that, I thought, this is so 90s. <laughs> and they were all just astounded. Oh, he did that. Oh, free loan distance on his phone. <laughs> yeah, so I can't go backwards in time or watch, you know, the, like you said, some of those movies where the technology just is not there. It's just not there. It's not fun to watch. Like the graphics aren't as good. I don't know. It just, um, so I also started watching the new, the New York Housewives or New Jersey Housewives started back. So there's been two episodes there. Chef's Kiss, just super, I mean, just a lot of fighting, a lot of yelling. You know, I was thinking, I was talking with one of my girlfriends, you and I watch Miami. And I was thinking to myself, all of those women are in their 50s. Now, I have one girlfriend that's in her 50s. Most of my friends are either in their 30s or 40s. Um, and one that's going to, that is going to be 30 in May. And I was sitting there watching these women have conversation and, and try to get together. And it's nonstop yelling over talking. And I thought with all of my friends sitting at a table, there would be no circumstance that any of us would act as insane as some of these women. Right. I don't get it. How you can talk to people, how you can tell people to shut up, how you can uh, talk over them. It's an incredible thing to think. I've never had that, those types of to me, toxic relationships in my life where you would just everything you were afraid that you said something to somebody who was just going to turn in some word fight all night long. All night long. Like every, every uh, breakfast, lunch, dinner, out to drink turns into just a major clusterfuck. Any vacation. I mean, they go on vacation, they fight, somebody's breaking something. I mean, what the Everyone. hell? <laughs> Everyone. Every, and then and then and then their men folk get involved. Men folk, like, right? <laughs> okay, like let me. Okay, before I tell you, oh, actually, let me tell you what I'm watching. Okay. I can't believe you are not watching The Last of Us on HBO. 
you know, someone else just told me that I don't play that video game. So does it have anything to do with that? Um, yes, I don't play video games either. And so apparently, as I asked my kid who does play video games, what's this all about? And she said it's one of the best. She doesn't play it, but she has followed people who plays it. And she said it's one of the best designed games. People actually love it and it's very popular. So this movie or this series on HBO is made by the creators of the game. The game. So, yes. And so it's, I think it just finished episode five uh, this past Friday and it is really good. So it's not like a video game or anything. It is, um, you get to see the beginning of a global type event and then the after effects, but it's not told through special effects and, you know, zombies and all this kind of stuff. It's just very quiet and methodical, but there's shit happening. And some of it's terrifying, like terrifying. And it is so good. And I think, I think there are two episodes that will be in competition for uh, Emmy Awards. They're that good. Shut up. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Two of the five are already Emmy worthy, I think. Okay. Damn. All so, right. so good. So, so good. Um, so I'm watching that. And then um, Elian and I are watching Foundation, which is on Apple Plus, which is a sci-fi. It's like hardcore sci-fi. And um, I've watched it twice already. And so she finally agreed to watch it. So we're, we're watching it now. And it is, it's set 10,000 years in the future. And it's one season. There, there's going to be a second season. And it's 10,000 years in the future. There's this galactic empire and these, these um, ruler, the, this, this emperor um, who rules everything. And they're just, they're very powerful. And this one planet is just all government. And you get to see the machinations of this uh, galactic empire and people who don't like it. And this scientist develops something that he calls psychohistory, where he can, through math, he can predict the future, but just large, on a large scale. So not an individual, but he can predict um, like big events, like there would be a war or there would be, this planet would be in distress, so really big events. And the empire doesn't like him saying that and so that sets up the conflict but it is real it's really really good um you you lost me at galactic something (laughs) (laughs) galactic universe is that what you said oh my god (laughs) you know that's not fair because some people are into that stuff i mean i'm not I, it sort of goes into, and maybe you can shed some light on this. Cause I've been, I have not, I'm going to be 100% transparent. I have not looked into this at all. It is what the hell are we talking about with these balloon spies that are like being popped everywhere? Like, is this really you know true? Like what's going on? You know, what's, what's, there's so many weird things about this, about the uh, balloons that are, um, They're saying they're coming from China. Um, On one hand, last week I read that China has 5,000 super trains. What's that? The trains that go go 200 miles an hour. Yes. They have 5,000 of those that traverse 
traverses that country that, and their luxury that allows people not to have to fly, you can get on a train. And they have 5,000, we have zero, they have 5,000 of those. Oh my God. But on the other hand, they got party balloons flying over us. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> the party balloon. All I know is some big white thing that they shot down. <laughs> I don't know what, what are they trying to get from us? I, I mean, I don't you know, know what information they could steal from us. Right. That the Trump latest, already hasn't given them. Yes. And the latest thing I read was, okay, they shot, four have been shot down. So one, one over the Atlantic, um, one up in Canada, and a couple others, I, I, I can't recall where. And they have found surveillance instruments, which I don't know if that's GPS, I don't know if that's cameras. You know, you can get all that same stuff through Google Earth. It's not that hard, right? You can, you can just log into Google and you can get all this stuff. But I, I don't know what they're getting. Like, maybe they're... Maybe they're flying over where we have military bases or where our nuclear weapons are or something like that. But the, the military said it was either today or yesterday. Yeah, you know, now we think maybe some of these are just commercial, which I don't know if they're trying to downplay what those are or maybe they are. But they did say a couple of these were straight from China and we're pissed about it and this shit needs to stop. Because it's, you know, you can't violate airspace like that. So they're sending, the U.S. military is sending um, a fighter jets to blow them out of the sky. Although the one that was going in Canada, it wasn't the U.S. military, it was NORAD, which is the North American, I don't know, something, something, something. But it's a, it's a group of countries in North America who run that. And it was over Canada. And so we didn't, the U.S. didn't violate Canadian airspace. NORAD is in, tra- in charge of all the airspace. Um, and so anyway, it was blown out of the air, but I don't know. You know, all I could think of, I don't know if you ever saw the Hunger Games movies. Yes. Okay, remember, I think it was in Hunger Games 3 when they were they were outside the Capitol and Katniss' little sister was a doctor and it was a big crowd of people. And then they thought uh, Emperor Snow, whatever his name was, they were sending down a medicine to people. Yes. And they were all happy. And then they all start blowing up. Yeah. And her sister died. <laughs> you can't laugh. I know. I know. <laughs> I am like, you know what? I am I am not gonna be underneath one of those things, you know. Hopefully that, you know, it's dropping it's dropping candy like a pinata. <laughs> <laughs> and people think people- <laughs> People think it's like money or something. I mean, you'd be just rip it off. You know what? They should drop those with, and you know, and I don't want to ever inflict, you know, violence on somebody, but I will say those Trump rallies that, um, you know, people can't answer questions. (laughs) I never thought of that. (laughs) (laughs) My God, I never thought of that. So I, I, I read also that those balloons are as large uh, or larger than uh, like a commercial airline. Oh like shit, I didn't know that. They're massively big, right? They're massively big. And I guess there's, um, I don't guess, there's a there's some, they're like um, drones. They're controlled um, to a degree because if you're a balloon, you can get blown out, out, off track and everything. But also because 
the first one was at, I think it was at 40,000 feet. And, you know, commercial airlines fly 30,000 feet. And so the government and military is saying these, they're actually a danger to commercial airlines. You can't just have this thing, you know, in these, um, in these lanes up there. Like you can't have that besides you're violating sovereign airspace of another nation. So they got to be blown out of the water. And I don't know what the hell the Chinese government is thinking. I, yeah, what are they trying to get? I don't know. I haven't seen enough about it or t- thought about it. I don't know, but I just keep seeing it. Every once in a while, it'll pop up on my news feed. Uh, someone will be talking about them. They'll reference some joke. And it is just going over my head. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> oh, my God. So, so look, so I had, let me tell you what happened to me. So I had two really interesting events this week. So one was, you know, during the storms, I had some tiles come loose on my um, on my roof. And my roof, um, well, this house is almost 100 years old. And the roof is was replaced probably like in the 70s or late 70s or 80s or something. And it was with the tiles are aluminum. And apparently it was just a fad for a brief period of time and those things aren't made anymore. And specific, specifically the company that made these, that company's out of business. So anyway, I was trying to get a roofer out here, but I was low priority because my house wasn't leaking, just the tiles were falling off the roof. You know, it was still bad. So it took about a month, but I finally got a guy out here and he was like, yeah, you can't repair these things. This company's out of business and no one does aluminum tiles anymore and you gotta get a whole new roof. So he gave me a quote. So I went to my insurance. So my insurance sends a guy out and he's here 45 minutes. He looks at the roof. He's like marketing. He doesn't climb up there, but he, he got a ladder, just look at it and spray painting and all this kind of stuff. And then he said, Oh, do you have a garage? I go, yeah, a detached garage. He said, I'm gonna look at that just in case. So he goes, look at, looks at the garage, like two minutes. He goes, okay, there's nothing there. So he sends that stuff back to my insurance carrier. My, that was Friday. My insurance carrier gets back to me today with the report that he made, that they made. And it says, well, this is, your garage isn't covered because it's just a little water damage and it's beneath your deductible. Thank you for contacting us. So his whole report was just in my garage. Oh, my gosh. Yes, which was just an act, like there's nothing wrong with my garage. So like, it was an afterthought. That was all. And it was just like, well, if you get a new roof, you may want to replace that. So aesthetically, I'll just take a look at it while I'm here. He was like, five minutes. He goes, yeah, there's nothing there. And their whole report to deny my claim was based on my roof. So I was like, are you fucking kidding me? So I go back and I I call them because they they emailed me and I called them. I was like, hey, this report only mentions my garage, but my roof is literally the claim. And then the lady goes, she goes, oh, okay, well, we'll send somebody else out there. Can you get a quote? And I go, I have a quote. I sent you a quote. So I sent it again. And I go, and here's some pictures. And she goes, oh, okay, well, we'll need to get, you know, look at this quote. And when the next person comes out there, we'll take it from there. Like, just starting all over. Oh. I was so, I was so mad. Living. It's, right? And so I was like, what would Karen do? This is what I was thinking, like, WWKD, what would Karen do? So I went to Twitter and I went to their handle, to the insurance company. Hey, well, I thought you I meant to, what would Karen do? 
<laughs> I went to the manager. Like, I'm going to do that. Like, and so, and they did, it took them a little while. I mean, I must have messaged them five times in about eight minutes because I wanted a response right now. You know how it is. Yeah, I know how you are. Not it is. <laughs> and they did. So it's still, a, it's, they said, we're sorry. We will escalate it, you know, blah, 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 blah. Because then I said, you know, it's only going to get worse. Like, I don't know when the next rain will come, but it was the rain and it was more the wind. And it yes. just blew these off. And I go, you know, the longer you take, the more expensive this is going to become. Like, it just, and so anyway, that's open right now. So then, let me tell you my other deal. So, I locked myself out of the house this week. <laughs> I was just outside, and there was just no way to get in without breaking a window or something. Damn. So, I sat on my porch, on my, on my bench for about 10 minutes, just sort of like contemplating life. But I was just like, I don't know what to do. So I finally called the locksmith and the locksmith came, it took him about an hour. So I walked around the park, the locksmith came over. He was like, yeah, you know, and you know, they just picked the lock. He goes, you probably, you know, you, this is what they did. You probably should change these locks anyway. They're, you need a deadbolt here and this on your back door. And I'm like, you know, I've been thinking about that for a long time anyway. So, okay, let's do it. So he writes me a little quote. He comes back the next day. So he, he changes uh, gives me a new lock on my front door, my back door. He gave me um, a couple of new keys and then he leaves. I pay the guy, very nice man. We chatted up for a while and everything. And then I'm taking my daughter back to her mother's house. And um, I come back home and realized I hadn't put the new key on my keychain. Oh, sweet Jesus. I was locked out. <laughs> of your new, of your new lock. Yes. I was locked out. I was locked out. Look, I'm $400 in and I'm locked out again. So I was like, son of a bitch. Like, <laughs> that was so bad. So I called the locksmith. I was like, hey, man, I really hate to bother you, but I'm locked out. And he was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, my God. I said, earn that. <laughs> I said, I will pay any price. <laughs> Just please, sir, come rescue me for myself. <laughs> oh my God. He did said, he come? He did. He said, You were lucky because I was on my way home, but I just passed your exit on the freeway. He said, so I'm going to get off and come on over. And it was like 10 minutes. He came over. He just unlocked. He didn't even charge me. He said, you know what? This, don't even worry about it. He just, he let it go. <laughs> Damn. So I didn't, wait a minute. The locksmith have locks in their cars to replace and sell you new locks? Um, this lock and key company, he had, he had equipment in his car. But now when he came to do, when he came to let me in the first time, he gave me a quote and then he came back. Got it. He came back the next day. But while he was here, he said, well, let me, I want to do this and change. I, I want all your locks to be changed to this new key and everything. And then I had a, I have a, a, a door that goes to my bathroom and it has these old glass door handles. And one is the original one from 1926. But he said the other one on the outside of the door is like from the 50s or something. 
and it's pretty shot. And so, and it always falls off. And he's like, you know, you can't really get these. It's too expensive. And if you change it, you got to get rid of your, your original one. He said, I'll just tighten up a few things and change out some of the internal equipment. But don't, he said, don't spend all the money to change this whole thing because you're going to have to, you know, cut it in the door and all this stuff. And this will be fine. Just tighten it every now and then. And I was like, okay. So, but anyway, yeah, that guy had, he had everything. Like he, his truck, I, I looked at his truck. He, he could, he could have changed all the locks on like a, a big house with a whole lot of doors. And yeah. they just have they, all the equipment's right in the truck. That's scary to think that. Right. That right. And he didn't even use a key to open my door. He just has like a little, a little, it looks like a very thin, um, uh, like a, like a nail file, like the old fashioned silver kind of nail yep. files. It looked like the, it was thinner and he had two, he just went into the lock and I, maybe eight seconds, door open. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty much. So I asked him because, because when he, that was like 300 something dollars, right? So I was like, hey, um, how many of these do you do per day? Like 10? Because I'm trying to figure out money, right? Yeah, how much you making? Yeah, so he goes, nah, I used to hustle and do 10 when I was younger. He goes, but I only do five now. But a day. he does, right, five at, at $300, right? That's not so bad. But then he said, but I brought my son into the business and he does 10 a day. Whoa. They're doing 15 a day. And if it's around $300, that's not that bad. So wait, 10 a day of people that lock themselves out? Yeah, that's what he said. He said most of his people lock themselves out, but there's also people, the second part of what he did for me, just want to change locks, like um, uh, apartment or people who rent houses, divorces, apartment buildings, Damn. businesses, they just be changing locks and keys. Damn. I, I mean, you think about that, you, you think about the, how a business that you're not really you don't really think about until you put it in your perspective that there's 10 people. That's just one company that does 15 people a day that need right. their locks change. That's amazing, huh? That is crazy. You like, and they only work five days a week. Yeah. He said, he said, he just does all the, all the dumbasses like me, like the emergency <laughs> people. That's all he does. And his son does all the, like the scheduled appointments and all that kind of stuff. But he said, yeah, they'll probably do about 15, just five days a week. But he said he will do some emergency ones. You know, like if, he said, like, if you had come on from the airport at 1030 or something, I get those messages and I'll come over and let people in. Damn, that's and, yeah, 75 and that's a home. week. That, that's, just, that's just home. But he, they also do cars. Sir, that's like, OK, if, that, if the average is 300, that's just over $22,000 a week. That's amazing. Huh? That's crazy. Have you, you know, it's what, it's, it's what I was telling my daughter, and I know you know this, that there are jobs that you know titles for and, you know, you know, um, they're in popular culture, like the like designer and marketing teacher sales and stuff. But there are jobs you never, ever hear about that make buku bucks. Yeah, that's one of them. Right. I mean, I was like, how long you been in business? He said, I've been doing this since. He said, I've been doing it um, since I think it was like the late seventies or something. He did it. He did it right out. Of, he did it right out of high school. Dang! And if he's he, let's say, just cut that in half. Let's say 
that that's an extreme that's best case scenario that's right. 12 just about eleven thousand dollars a week that's yeah that's forty thousand dollars a month yeah exactly and you know what he was like i think he was about my age and he was just he was pretty chill about everything and he knew you know how when you have a job you know you know so much about your job that when you even when you talk to someone and you try to dumb it down it still it goes way over their head. Yeah, 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 yes. Right, and he was talking about locks and mechanisms, and I was like, "Man, what the fuck is this guy talking about?" Like, <laughs> You're thinking, <laughs> "What's happening on Real Housewives of Miami tonight?" <laughs> that lady Larsa. That lady. Look, look. I watched that whole series, Real Housewives of Miami. Me, Elliot. After you told you, you, you brought it up on this on this show. <laughs> That lady Larsa is insane. Insane. I don't know. She doesn't look like she used to. For one. Yes. Yes. She looks. Uh, yes, you're right. Because she showed me some pictures of her when she was married to Scotty Pippen. Yeah. And then now she's, uh, you know, hey, I guess she got the money for it. But holy moly, she looks different. She lo- it just doesn't even look the same. So, yeah, she's. She's a hot mess up in everybody's grill. And, and I know that a lot of that, you know, knowing my brother working in, in, in reality TV and doing camera work and stuff, that a lot of that is egged on and encouraged. Like, I yes. get that. I mean, yes. but the fuck? I still can't even comprehend how women 30s, 40s, and 50s could, are telling, are saying stuff like, I heard that you slept with every doctor in the hospital. Like who said, who says that as an adult female woman? I know. And that, that lady, that lady was right. She is like, this is my career, my job. Like, like my reputation is one thing to be, you know, catty and crazy on this show, but that lady had no right to say that. At all. She's an, the girl that she was talking to is an anesthesiologist. Oh my God. That so was a I, mess. That was that was just ridiculous. Okay, so, how about the how about the doctor um who remade his wife and then he's decided he, the plastic surgeon doctor who's filthy rich and he decided he's got a young honey and he's and he wants to divorce his wife. Oh my god, Lenny. Yes. Oh my god. And you know, I was watching that and I was like, look, I don't I'm not I'm not well versed on the on the laws in Florida, but he's married. He can't just kick her out of the house and say, I'll buy you another house and you move out with the kids. That's not how it works. Yeah, he can't. I don't, yeah, he that's not how it works. And she, I don't know. I mean, I think she's got some intelligence. I don't know. It doesn't, she doesn't come across as being overly um, I don't want to say the word bright because I don't want to knock her down. I yeah, she seems simple. He's simple, yeah, yeah the perfect simple. word. Yeah, and I, and I think and I think he took advantage of her because when they did a little her little backstory in one of the episodes, she was uh he met her in Vegas and she was a um one of the serving ladies. And you know, he then he did all her plastic surgery and everything. And so he was her whole life. And she had the kids like he wanted. And then that guy was just like, I'm cheating on you. And I got this other girlfriend. I, w- I don't want you in my life. You get out of my house. And it, I mean, she is crushed. Like, I get it. Like she, Because she is not as sophisticated as him. But she's not a dummy either. Like, like at some point she said, you know what? I got to get a lawyer. Because he can't just do all the things he's saying. And he's counting on 
He's counting on her not knowing all those things. <laughs> a mess. <laughs> a mess. So are you watching, what else are you watching besides the Galactica thing or that you watched? What other shows? Okay, it's not Galactica, but okay. Um, <laughs> so did I, I think I told you I finished Kindred. Yeah, weren't you? So there's no, there's no uh, two. So yes, and you know, I don't know if you know much about the author Octavia E. Butler, but you know she's a black woman, and and she tried so hard to break into science fiction, and like, like, um, like anime and gaming and science fiction. You know, those those spaces are, tend to be very hostile to women, and they're more hostile to black women. She was doing this like in the seventies or something. And she just kept writing and her books are so good. And she's a great writer. And so that's one of her stories. And I think that's from maybe the 70s, maybe in the 80s. Oh. But yeah, so it's science fiction, it's time traveling, it's just a different spin. It's so good. Like, like there was only one part that I really was like, it was too intense when it was, I think it may have been the final episode where the guy, um, they were when they were back in 1815 and the guy caught Dana in the, um, he caught her doing something and he said, I'm going to take you out to this base out to the woodshed. Like that was, that was a little too much for me, but the story is really good. It's really good. And I, I it sucks that there won't be a season two. Yeah. Hopefully Netflix or somebody, well, I think everybody's mad at Netflix right now, but hopefully some other, some other streaming service. Cause there's yes. a thousand of them picks it up because you know, <clears throat> it, it came on the same network as the bear now you know i love the bear that was the yes. chefs and so i think what was anticipating is that kindred was going to have some that same response and it uh, hasn't uh, but I, yeah but i think the more we talk about it you know with our thousands and thousands of fans especially in england um that if we talk about it people watch it maybe it'll generate enough buzz to start and do a season two. Yeah, I, I just I just think, you know, all of these streaming services, um, look, it's not my money, but if you commit to making a series, you should say, like one thing Netflix will do, and they also do this, limited series. Like they're telling you up front, this is it. Like this is it. Fine, then just do that. But don't make something and end it on a cliffhanger. A cl I mean, it was a big cliffhanger. It wasn't right. just some, oh, okay, I can see. They're going to end up happily ever after. This was, you, someone was left behind. Right. And like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then you just like a month, you know, a month, a month after it's been out, people watch this, the cliffhanger, <laughs> people talking about it. And you go, oh, it's not renewed for the second season. Yeah, fuck off everybody. <laughs> oh my God. Like, I hate what? that. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. I hate, I mean, uh, we always get on the subject of hating, but. Um, I was, I was making my peanut butter, vegan peanut butter cups and they're a hit, you know, a girlfriend that I work with, she now makes them and she won't even use the regular, um, chocolate. She uses the vegan chocolate chips because it's just smoother. It tastes better. And one thing that I was doing when I was cleaning, you know, cleaning up after I made this stuff is I fucking hate cleaning off spoons with peanut butter. Like some... <laughs> 
some way, shape, or form. That I can't get it off. You can't use a washcloth. I don't. I don't know. It just drives me fucking batty. And every time I go to make the peanut butter cups, I always think, "Fuck, I gotta clean the spoon off when I'm done." That's hilarious. And and yeah, because now that you mention it, there's no graceful way to do it. You got to just stick the whole spoon in your mouth. It's just, and then you're trying to get the peanut butter off. So now you have to use your thumb because it's like, it, it's got the little groove. So it just, you gotta, I just you gotta, take clean it off. You got to hate... tongue the spoon. You got to tongue the spoon. You <laughs> oh my God, I hate it. You know what's funny now that I think about it? You know, you know, when you're like a teenager, it seems like you use the word and the, the, the words tongue and tonguey a lot more and it never comes up later in life never no <laughs> i don't know the last time i said tonguey i don't <laughs> i don't you know i guess that could be a series of what words do we not say enough of and what words do we have we like used to say like we don't use the word like delicious either i don't i don't use the word delicious very often it's not out there it just it's not out there yeah. You know, we don't say the, you know, speaking of tonguing, you know, a lot of phrases used to really frighten me as a kid was when they talk, when adults or the after school specials would talk about heavy petting. <laughs> <laughs> what, what the fuck? Who put that, who put those two words together? <laughs> heavy petting. You, I mean, you actually come up with a lot of words that I we shouldn't use and ever use, but have used in the past, you know, your billfold and your, I, what was the other thing? What was the other Bill thing? <laughs> like shit like that. Those are words that either were in the seventies and eighties that should never come back and or words that we don't <laughs> use enough, <laughs> but tonguey, yeah, I don't think I've ever said that in my entire life. Because for, for for us, it was if we're talking kissing, it was French kissing. Uh, so you guys are sophisticated. Yeah. We, <laughs> us we, white folk. Look, we inner city school folk. We just <laughs> we got it, Tuggy. <laughs> Sir, think about you know you brought up something because you those that don't know, you were raised in Oakland, California. Yes. And um, truth be told is actually that's the city that they that they live in, you know, that they're filming from. But um, when when you think about when you were a kid, if you had to if you could do one thing now as an adult that you did as a kid. What would you do? Oh, that's really good. Um, You know, I think it would be. Um, we spent a lot of time on um, the transportation. So skateboard, roller skates, bike, oh. right? Just that, just the, the movement and the freedom that those things gave you as a kid, right? It, it, it probably be that. Like those things were me man, getting my first skateboard and then, and then you know, all, the, all the kids having to skate a version of a skateboard at the same time or a version of skates at the same time or a version of a bike. It just was like, I don't know. That, like, that was magic. That was magic. Right? That was magic. Like, you have movement. It, I don't know. It was, it was amazing. 
it, you know, when you think about it, it was magic because it was the, you know, we didn't have a car. We, that was our, it was our imagination that we, for me, it was like, I was driving someplace. I was doing something. I was allowed to sort of be bigger than I actually was. I don't know. It gave me so, it's such, such a sense, sense of freedom. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Yeah. I don't know. Cause you know, I, I was watching, I, I saw some woman on TikTok and she does a, she is a Gen Xer. I think that's what I am, a Gen Xer. 19, uh-huh. so, so of course, being raised in the 70s and then early 80s, she just does flashbacks and shows all these things that used to be in the 70s and 80s. And every one of them, I remember scratch and sniff stickers, the yeah. strawberry shortcake lunch boxes. I mean, it just brought back a lot of nostalgia. And I was thinking so, so often as a kid, the imagination piece and like the lack of fear of doing anything. I remember going and, you know, you don't come home until the lights come on. Of course, you know, you're outside playing with your friends and the, the, the amount of imagination that you have as a kid, I remember I was, we were late and we knew we were going to get in trouble from our, from our parents because it was dark out. So, and my one girlfriend was like, I'm going to be in the biggest amount of trouble. So I remember coming up with a plan to like throw dirt and stuff on her so that she could tell her mom she got into a fight. And that's why she was late. Like <laughs> I I miss I miss the freedom for imagination where nobody judges you and all your friends just join in on it. They're like, that sounds like a really great idea. Let's do it. I mean it didn't work, but <laughs> You just thought you were so genius because you came up with something to possibly save your friend from getting an ass whooping. <laughs> you know, it's funny you say that because once I got a, like in the old days, like you would, they would hand us our report cards at school and then we took them home. And in those days, our parents didn't have to sign them and bring them back. And there was no, there was no online. There was none of this bullshit. Right. And so one time, I got a report card and I had, so our grades were uh, not ABCs. They were like, a bad grade was an N or an F. And I think N was like, never going to get it. I don't know what that N stood for, but the F was like. <laughs> F was not like, going to graduate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. F was like flunked or something. And I had gotten an N and somehow between on my way home from school, it dawned on me that. They, there was no notification to home that a report card was coming. Like there was nothing. You just brought it home when you were a kid, right? And so I got close to him. I just, I just, I walked past this apartment building. I just dumped it in the trash. I thought, what? <laughs> <laughs> this ain't gonna do me no good. <laughs> now, now, of course, I had two older brothers. Oh. <laughs> Who Those probably fucking, had good grades. <laughs> look, they... They missed the plot. They had great grades. They brought their report cards home straight away. <laughs> straight away. <laughs> and so, of course, I had to come up bad grades because I was too dumb to know that. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't God, think it right? through. <laughs> right? I didn't think it through. I like, oh, my gosh. So when they turned theirs in, all happy and everything, and my parents looked at me, well, where's yours, little dumb kid? I was like, uh, we get ours tomorrow. 
<laughs> you gotta go back to that garbage can. I had to go back. Look, I didn't sleep a week hoping that it wasn't trash day at that apartment. <laughs> oh, oh my God. God. The shit we did as a kid thinking we were going to get away with it. Like legitimately right. just, we thought as a kid that we were <laughs> smarter than our parents. Just <laughs> so funny. Like, it's like your your kid logic is impeccable when you're doing the dumb shit. Like you you haven't figured out. <laughs> we got these. We should be. We are. We are smarter than all the adults that we came up with this fact that we're gonna pretend we beat you up and then you can say that you got into a fight and that's why you were late. Like that to us was fucking <laughs> genius shit. And the parents saw right through it. She's like, "Why the fuck are you so dirty?" Like I. <laughs> We just kind of, I just backed up like this ain't my, I can't, this is where I leave. This is where I let you try to do your best with your mom. But, oh my God. I mean, it's good to, it's good to have those little like flashbacks of nostalgia. Just think about how us not having internet, not having to, I mean, just, just the imagination alone, you know, no phone, you had a phone, but everybody used it. And you just played, you literally went outside and used your imagination. Right. It's just, you know, speaking of something else I would like to do is we, when we had our bikes for a little while, we all set up a ramp that we could ride up and jump, you know, for our bike, you know, go as fast as you could and then jump on the bike and just sort of land to see what the fuck happened. (laughs) And we were crashing, you know, breaking teeth and just like, just crazy. And, but we loved it. And we just kept doing it. No Love helmets, it. no seat belts, no knee pads, no nothing. Nothing. Oh, oh man. The good old days. Oh, that's so fun. We have to think about yes. talking about that more often. Yes. Okay. So where can people find you, Jen? You can find me at Jen Balen and Veg. You can find me on Spoutable at Redheaded Vegan. Um, I'm trying to get on that train that you, like early Twitter days where I can yes. understand a little bit more. So I'm yes. on Spoutable. Um, big button a smile on TikTok again. I'm just a lurker, but um, I. it's sad because I learn some things on TikTok. I buy some things because of TikTok. It's uh, whoever owns that company is just doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing, suckering me in. Where can they find you? You find me on Spoutable. And I am I am happy and proud to say it is the first social media site that granted me uh, verification and a little check mark. <sighs> So that either means it's going to be wildly successful or be in the trash pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope it's the last. Let's hope it's the, 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 it's going to be good because I got in early trying to figure out, I'm trying to learn it because they do not have an app right now. So it's all online. Yes. And so the app, and so I reached out to the um, owner, a fellow named Christopher Boozy, and his company only has seven people. And, um, I think they're, I want to say they're a million users already. I don't know. But anyway, he said, uh, he'll have a, I think he said, I, I may be wrong, but I think he said within two months. And wow. because right now they're not doing advertising. He says, so it's just fundraising money that they have that built this whole app. And it, it is, it's really nice. He, they worked out a couple of the bugs, but it's, it's like, 
It's like Twitter without the Nazis. Okay, good. Yeah, okay. Yes. Or the like, racists. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so if you could use Twitter, you could use Spotify because he just said, look, I'm going to, I'm going to keep everything you like and add some things that you've been asking for, like the ability to edit. You can post more than four pictures at a time, this kind of stuff. But anyway, so find me there under my name, Myron J. Clifton. Same on Medium, uh, Instagram, the Facebook, or that, that lady on TikTok says, the book face, and on TikTok. So uh, buy my books and, and share this podcast. We're getting popular. We're on our way to 100 episodes. We have the longest season one in the history of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Someone said, damn, you're almost to a year. I didn't even think about this because this is like 44, right? This is Whoa. 44, 43, yeah. 44. So, I mean, once we get to our year, that we'll, we'll spend a little more time on that episode. We will definitely have a collection of things we hate for sure. I mean, it's part of my vocabulary. I think I should just start keeping track of how often I say that throughout the day so that I can use it as a resource. <laughs> <laughs> oh this is it's always a fun ride with you and yes. thanks for listening with us rate us um reach yes. out to us on social media give us some feedback but only positive because we are hey. sensitive <laughs> yes hey will you be here for uh, our next week's episode or are you going to yes okay, i will, will be, be here next week and then the week after that i'll be in cabo los cabos mexico okay okay and then i think we i think we need not now, but next week, one more time, let's try to redo our, our greeting because I got a complaint that we don't tell what our show is about in our greeting. So, oh, okay. Yeah. I wanted to say, have you rated us? Because if you haven't, shut up. <laughs> Shit. Okay. All right. God. Hey, Feedback is a gift. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.